This is episode 61, Practical Solutions to Infertility, with our guest speaker, Annette Presley. You guys, this was a phenomenal interview, and I'm so excited for everything that we talked about. Annette has over 30 years of experience as a registered dietitian. She is certified functional nutritionist and innovative in her cutting-edge thinking on nutrition and science to bring natural solutions to infertility with one eye on the past and one eye on the future. She sees the whole picture and takes the best parts of both worlds to create strategies that result in women being able to have a happy Mother's Day. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. Welcome back to the show, you guys. I have Annette Presley with me, and she specializes in fertility. You guys, I am jacked up about this conversation because I know that this is a big struggle for a lot of women with thyroid issues and imbalances and a infertility treatments IVF can cost tens of thousands of dollars especially if you're doing multiple rounds and so I love this conversation or I'm going to love this conversation um, where we get to dive into some more natural options before going and spending tens of thousands of dollars so welcome to the show thank you I'm so happy to be here we're happy to have you. So give us a little bit of background as to who you are, what you specialize in, and how you work with women and how you became so passionate about this. Uh, so I've been a dietitian for 30 years. And um, about halfway through, I found out that the advice I was giving was actually causing chronic disease and obesity. And um, so that was a little bit of a shocker and <laughs> made me a little angry. Um, because I got into this profession to help people, not harm them. Um, so I changed what I taught. I, uh, I actually had to defend my credentials uh, for telling people to eat butter instead of margarine. So that was fun. <laughs> what did you learn that what you were doing was wrong? How did so, that come about? Yeah. So I was preparing to do a talk on fat at a local health food store. And I just thought, oh, it'd be fun to brush up on some fat chemistry you know, cause it had been a while since I'd been in school. 
And so I picked up this book called Know Your Fats by Mary Ennig, and she's a PhD biochemist. Um, she's passed away now, but she was an expert on fat chemistry. And so I'm reading her book and she contradicts everything I had ever been taught about fat. And <laughs> normally, you know, we're kind of taught to automatically dismiss anybody who or any um, thing that goes against what we are taught. But I knew she was right about trans fats, so I couldn't dismiss her as a quack. And so I had to realize that, well, I mean, if she's right about that, if there's at least a possibility she's right about everything else. So I should check into this um, because the last thing I wanted to do was harm people. So I wanted to make sure I was giving out advice that was actually going to help. Um, so I spent about a year going over all the science on saturated fat and cholesterol from uh, like the early 1900s to the present. Um, and I found that we had no scientific support for our views on saturated fat and cholesterol, none whatsoever at all. Um, it was pretty much a political decision rather than one based on science. So I almost quit nutrition entirely, but I felt like I needed to stay in and tell the truth. So I did, and I uh, got away with it for about three years <laughs> until the local dietetic association filed a complaint against me. Um, and so that was a year long battle, but I won, um, but they never really addressed the science. So it, the science just didn't matter to them. Um, all they did was attack me personally, um, but they let me keep my license because the science was on my side. So if we had gone to court, I would have won. Um, but I agreed to use a disclaimer so that the advice I give out on fat is not sponsored, approved, recommended, or endorsed by the FDA, the USDA, the NIH, or the AMD. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to which the usual response I get to that is, oh, good, then I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you kind of figured that out. And then what led you into fertility? Yeah, so after that, I started going down the functional nutrition path, uh, where we learn a whole bunch of really cool things that we don't learn in dietetic school. Um, and then one day I was at church and God told me to go tell this girl, Sharon, that I could help her get pregnant. And I know I didn't know Sharon very well. I had no idea if she was even trying to get pregnant. <laughs> like, I, who does I hate that? those moments. <laughs> I, I know. hate those moments where you're like, I, oh, I got to say this, but I just don't want to. Yeah. So Ooh, okay, I, that's I put scary. It off for like four weeks, but every week I'd get the same message. <laughs> so I'm finally like, okay, fine. So I went up to her and I'm like, Sharon, if you're trying to get pregnant and it's not working, I can help you. And, you know, while I'm eyeing the exits in case I have to <laughs> get out fast. And she uh, kind of steps back a little bit and she's like, her eyes get really big and she's like, We've been trying for almost two years and we decided we didn't want to do IVF. And so I was just so excited that, <laughs> you know, I was hearing right that I was like, oh, great, then I can help you. Um, and it makes so it I, easier I, to act on those promptings later, too, because you're like, oh, yeah. okay, I wasn't a quack. I wasn't making this up in my right. head. So, oh, that's amazing. And she yeah. probably, I mean, I feel like fertility and trying for a baby is very personal. So most people mm -hmm. don't go out and say, oh, we're trying for a baby. You know, they just kind of. Yeah. yeah. I had no clue, um, about it at all. And so, um, 
so I uh, met with her. Um, I found out she was iodine deficient. Um, and so I, and she had endometriosis. And uh, so I put her on some supplements, had her take, change a few things in her diet, like her fat, because she was eating the wrong kinds. <laughs> um, and she was pregnant in three months. Amazing. So two years of trying dietary lifestyle changes, iodine, getting, you know, yeah. balancing the body, right. Creating right. stasis in the body. And she was pregnant in three months. That yeah. is incredible. Yeah. So it, it was very exciting. Um, and of course she went on to have a healthy baby boy and then had two additional children after that, you know, without any problems. So, um, and, but even then I, I wasn't, I was homeschooling my kids at the time and wasn't really thinking about niching in anything, you know? Um, and so a couple of years ago I was on Facebook and in one of my local mom's groups and someone posted about their second failed IVF attempt. And the number of women who responded to that absolutely floored me. And this is just like one city, you know, in where I live. Um, and the response was, I mean, it was mind blowing. And some people were on their like ninth IVF cycle. Oh and my I, gosh. Yeah. Oh. And I just, I mean, I literally fell on the floor and I cried. I just thought I, we have to do something about this. I mean, this is a horrible thing to go through. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of when I decided I was uh, going to niche in fertility space. Your work is incredible. Right. And I think I'm going to get so emotional because I'm pregnant, but any mom that has children, and I'm going to say a large amount of the women population, we feel this deep sense of wanting to be a mother, like mm -hmm. wanting to be a mother, right. Yeah. In in different capacities, some people want to be a mom and have a nanny full time. Great. You know, but we still long for those children and it is heartbreaking to have friends and family members and people going through that and struggling. And like, it's kind of a taboo topic too, because nobody wants to talk about, you know, miscarriages or, you know, failed IVF. They just kind of go through it in silence. And I wish there was a better way for us to kind of rally around these women and, and to teach them. And so I love the work that you're doing for these women. Yeah. 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 And what I really, um, I started researching fertility and, um, rates have been declining like 1% per year since 1990. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And so I just started thinking, well, what has changed, Yeah. you know, since then to now. Um, and so I just lo started looking at all the differences. So, you know, we have new technologies that came out, new electromagnetic frequencies because of that. Um, you know, I got six vaccines when I was a kid. Now kids get 70. Um, you know, so we, we changed that. Our food has changed. We have genetically modified organisms in our food now that started in the 1990s. Um, and those cause infertility in animals and they've never really been studied in humans. <laughs> so, but the FDA decided they were safe. And they should be right. I, that's yeah. Okay. Well, I guess my next question, and you, I think you kind of started to answer this is what are the big contributing factors to infertility? So we've got GMOs, we got EMF. So the electrical, 
electrical magnetic field. <laughs> so your cell phones, your tablets, your mm -hmm. TV, computers, yeah. computers um, what else? Um, and so toxins. And so what I discovered really was, you know, everybody's approaching fertility from a mechanical point of view. So they're just trying to get the egg and the sperm connected. Um, and while that does need to happen, if that was the problem, IVF would work 100% of the time. And obviously it doesn't. <laughs> In fact, it, its success rate is not that fabulous. So, um, and so I started to think, you know, the real problem is that our biology is no longer a match for our environment. And so I, I kind of liken it to um, somebody throwing darts at you. So if you, if somebody threw one, two, three darts, um, it's going to hurt a little bit, but you, you'll survive. But if they start throwing hundreds of darts at you and they just never stop throwing darts, at some point you're going to be a bloody mess on the floor. And that's what the environment is doing to us. Um, it's, just, it's throwing darts, which uh, we, we would call toxins at us. And so it's coming from our food, it's coming from the environment. Um, and you know, GMOs is one thing, but glyphosate is an herbicide we put on GMO crops. And that's a whole other thing <laughs> that causes problems. Um, you know, water, we drink polluted water. Um, I mean, it's, it just comes at us from every angle. And so some bodies are just not able to tolerate that many toxins. The, the um, threshold of those toxins. Yeah. 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 And so, um, and that's one thing I find with DNA testing is sometimes their detox pathways are not functioning the way, you know, they're designed to. Um, and the good news is we can work around those things. You know, we just have to know what's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we see, so there's a book out there. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with this, but for the audience, there's a book called Dirty Genes yes. um, by Dr. Ben Lynch, and he goes over genetic mutations. And we see this connection with MTHFR and thyroid, and I believe also infertility, right? Mm -hmm. Because that pathway is blocked. It's not fully open. Um, right. And so for me, being a thyroid person, we work on supporting that MTHFR gene. We don't typically come out and say it. We just know what we're doing in the background. We're just like, okay, just do this yeah. <laughs> and you'll see success because you guys don't need to know all of the science and the nitty gritty. You just need to do it because that's what we're here for. We're here for exactly. the research. Um, so yeah, environment, I loved your, your statement. Biology is no longer a match for our environment. And I was like, you're right. Oh, I was blown away. Um, <laughs> and then also that the environment is throwing darts at us and it's coming in super fast. And I think this is what is so overwhelming for a huge population of the people because mm -hmm. they're like, where do I get started? And, you know, I'm drinking my hundred ounces of water and I'm, you know, doing all these things, but there's all these little things that we're not looking at. Um, you know, we're on well water here in Arizona. It tastes nasty. So we drink RO water. I've drank RO water for years, but it wasn't until years later when I started getting educated in nutrition that they take all the minerals and nutrients yeah. out of that. So, I, you know, I started having mineral deficiencies, vitamin deficiencies and things like that because I wasn't getting it into my, into my body. So also having to make some of those changes as well. Let's just transition into nutrients, vitamins, minerals, 
what kind of deficiencies are you seeing with people struggling with fertility? Um, so iodine deficiency is hugely common. And so far I've not tested anyone who was not iodine deficient. Um, and that's something we don't, you know, the mainstream medicine does it completely ignores iodine deficiency. Yeah. What is the best way to test for iodine? So the best way is probably an iodine loading test. Um, so it's a 24 hour urine collection. You take 50 milligrams of iodine and then collect your urine for 24 hours. So it's not fun, but if you are not currently taking iodine, you can do a urine iodine spot test. Um, which is probably, that the patch test like on your wrist or something, or is it something else? No, you'd pee. It's, it's like peeing on a stick more. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So you don't have to collect it for 24 hours. Um, so you can use that. Um, but if you'd start taking iodine and you want to test to see where your levels are, then you would need the iodine loading test after that. Gotcha. Okay. And what about um, vitamins that impact your hormones and your thyroid? What, what are you seeing there? Yeah. So, um, so iodine impacts hormones too. It actually helps all your hormones dance together beautifully. Um, and so we need the iodine. Um, and then the vitamins that we really need are the fat soluble vitamins. Uh, so like A, D, E, and K2. Um, and those we don't get, uh, very well in our diets because we're, you know, eating low fat, <laughs> everything, right. And we're trying to avoid animal foods, which, um, A and D, um, are only in animal foods. Um, and the good, the really good form of vitamin K2 is only in animal foods too. So we really need animal foods. Um, and especially with vitamin A, one of the things that I find with um, DNA testing is that people cannot genetically convert via, uh, beta carotene, which we find in plant foods, um, into vitamin A. And so the body can't use beta carotene for anything. It has to go to that vitamin A, but if you can't convert it and you're on a vegan diet, you're not going to have enough vitamin A to make a baby. Yeah. Well, and I was going to actually ask about people who are vegan and not doing animal products. Do you encourage them to eat animal products to get these nutrients or how do you, how do you work around that? Yes. So, um, I actually will not work with anyone who insists on being vegan um, because it's not healthy for a baby. Um, I don't think veganism is healthy for anyone under the age of 25 um, or any woman who is trying to get pregnant is pregnant or nursing. Okay. Um, and so it, um, I insist that you at least be able to consume um, dairy and um, like butter and cream, those kinds of things um, and eggs. That's like the minimum <laughs> and you'll, you'll do a whole lot better if you'll include beef and organ meats. Yeah. Okay. So good because we're doing a whole, whole section in the Facebook group, my Facebook group right now. Um, this is month of October because <laughs> I think this is going to air a little bit later, but, and one of the ladies was like, I don't do beef or I don't do beef a lot. And I was like, well, why not? It's good for you, you know, mm -hmm. and, sh and people have this idea that red meat is bad, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I should only eat chicken and turkey and fish, you know, kind of thing. So I definitely appreciate you bringing that up and having, and I will tell everybody when it comes to me, good quality, spend matters, the yeah. money on, you know, 
pasture raised, grass fed, wild caught, you know, all of those, those types of things. Yeah. And so one of the problems with not eating red meat and eating a whole lot of white meat um, is you're, you're going to get the wrong kinds of fatty acids. Um, and so they're going to be really high in what we call polyunsaturated fat. And those have um, all, uh, they have two, uh, two double bonds in their structure. And so a double bond is like a kick me sign. So saturated fats, um, which are found in the animal fats, they have no kick me signs. The polyunsaturated have two kick me signs and the monounsaturated have one kick me sign. So the more kick me signs you have, the more damage those fats will do in your body. And so you really would need that. You want to make sure that you're getting enough of the saturated fats to um, prevent damage from all these other fats. I love that. And I love that you called it a kick me sign. <laughs> it's easy to remember. I was just like, oh, what a great way. <laughs> like, what a great analogy. Because I feel like fats for me are one of those things that are a little more like I don't know, crazy in my head to keep it all straight. Um, I had another question too. This is the one thing from COVID that I've struggled with is that brain fog. So if anybody has a solution for overcoming that, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, we were talking about fats. Oh, here, I've got a good question. So how does fats translate into hormones and balancing our hormones? Why is that so important? Yeah, so our hormones actually come from saturated fat and cholesterol. Those are like the building blocks of our hormones. So if we're not eating those or foods with those things in there, um, we're not going to be building healthy hormones um, and certainly not in the right amounts. Um, and so that's one reason it's really important. So we've really demonized the saturated fats and, and look where we are now. We have, um, most of the population is metabolically unhealthy. Uh, you know, we have obesity skyrocketing, diabetes, heart disease, um, all these things. And we've been avoiding saturated fat for a very long time and eating a lot of the margarines and vegetable oils, which are high in the polyunsaturated fats. So clearly it's not working. Mm -hmm. And we can actually see these diseases increase as we decreased our saturated fat intake and increased our polyunsaturated fat intake. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of grew up after my parents. So I like my parents' generation, they're, what are they in their sixties now? <laughs> um, <laughs> that generation and a little, you know, fifth some 40s, 50s, 60s, and up, definitely women that are going through menopause, they are very, I can't eat that because it has fat, right? Yeah. That was when they really started pushing fat will make you fat. Right. <laughs> so you don't want it. I remember my other question. And okay, so this is kind of a silly question. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, I, I want to see what she says, but so I grew up with my mom. She would cook ground beef and then put it in a colander and she would rinse it off and rinse off all the fat, good or bad. Yeah. You want that fat. <laughs> so, um, especially the fat from red meat, it actually can help you lose weight. So, um, you definitely want to keep that fat and the other benefit of the saturated fats and the animal fats in particular um, is that they come packaged with the fat soluble vitamins that we need. Okay, good. Thank you so much for answering that. Cause I stopped washing my meat off, but I know if I was 
doing that for a long time. I know there's other people that yeah. <laughs> were doing the same thing. Well, and I think a lot of recipes still call for doing that, you know, drain the fat mm-hmm. um, and everything. So yeah, you don't need to drain the fat. You actually want that fat. Perfect. So talk to us about fat soluble vitamins and getting those. Yeah. So um, like milk uh, or full fat dairy, if you do dairy, um, it needs to be full fat so that you get vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin K2, um, cheese. And so not only will your food taste better, (laughs) but you'll be getting more nutrients, um, which is really great. And so the, the problem with vitamin E is that the foods highest in vitamin E are the vegetable oils. Um, and the reason those oils are high in vitamin E is because if without that E, they would be really, really, really damaging to the body. So with it, it's, they're just really damaging. (laughs) So it, and that's why they come packaged with the vitamin E. So, um, you really want to avoid the vegetable oils and get vitamin E naturally, like from avocados or, um, other eggs, things like that, that don't come with all those bad fats. Okay. Do you have favorite oils to cook with? Like if somebody's cooking, what are your favorite ones to recommend using? So beef tallow is by far the best thing to cook with. Um, Properly rendered lard, uh, butter, ghee. Uh, So those are my favorites. Um, And then you can use olive oil, um, but other than, or you can use coconut oil and red palm oil as well, but those would be my options for cooking. Do you like avocado oil? You can use that one as well. Yeah. That one's my favorite. Um, mainly because I love to roast my veggies and it has a higher roasting Mm -hmm. point than olive oil or, you know, some of the other ones. So we didn't talk about iodine, like where to get iodine from. Yeah. So iodine, um, is found heavily in like seafood and seaweed. So we tend not to eat a lot of that in America. Um, it's also in dairy. Um, it's in iodized salt, but that's not really a good source of iodine, um, because it evaporates pretty quickly. So most of it's gone by the time you eat it. Um, and it also comes in salts that are, have other chemicals added to them. And so, you know, we don't really want to be eating bleach and things like that. Um, (laughs) so, um, I recommend using unprocessed sea salt, like Redmond's real salt or Himalayan or Celtic sea salt. And then um, for some extra iodine, you can use Maine Coast kelp flakes and sprinkle that on your food as well. Um, And that way you get the iodine um, and the good healthy salt. Um, But the other problem with iodine is that, um, so I don't know if you've seen the Munsters. It was an old show back when I was a kid. (laughs) So it's basically about this family of monsters who, uh, and they have a niece who's a normal human. And um, so iodine is the normal human in the family of monsters, basically how it works. So bromide, chlorine, and fluoride are the monster family members of iodine. And they bind to the same receptors as iodine does in the body. And so they block iodine from binding. And so those three, you know, bromide, chlorine, and fluoride are toxic. Yes. You know, we can't really do anything with them. Um, And so we need that iodine. But they, you know, her family follows her everywhere she goes. (laughs) So, um, and bromide is in everything from cars, furniture, carpet, computers, um, fire retardant clothing. Um, So if you think about uh, what we put babies in, 
from, you know, all of their pajamas are fire retardant, um, you know, fire retardant mattresses and just all of those kinds of things have bromide in it. So not only do we not eat enough iodine, we've got all these chemicals blocking iodine from being used in the body. And so um, that, you know, we need probably need more iodine than the RDA. We, we absolutely need more iodine than the RDA um, because of all that. Yeah, because we're and, yeah. combating the the other toxins that are coming in. And I remember learning about fluoride years ago. And I was like, but it's supposed to help your teeth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's in all our water. So, um, you know, and if you drink a lot of tea, you're probably getting a lot of fluoride. Um, you know, and chlorine um, Splenda, the sweetener. Um, or sucralose has chlorine in it. Oh, it's a chlorine I based know that. sweetener. So, yeah. And then the other thing, since it's um, October, it's National Breast Cancer Awareness. Cancer, cancer yeah. Awareness. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, iodine plays a role in breast cancer and nobody talks about it. Um, but it's one of, but if you look at the thyroid, a lot of people with um, hypothyroidism end up having breast cancer. All of these things are connected. Um, even endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, fibroids, cysts, all of those have an underlying root cause of iodine deficiency. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, okay. I got to say it, you guys looking at your nutrients, your vitamins, your minerals, the nutrients that you're putting into your body, how you're absorbing them, those genetic pathways, this is huge. And it is, we are, uh, getting medically neglected yes, because we're not looking at them. And this is why there's such a demand, in my opinion, for nutritionists and dietitians and people who are willing to look at your body in a functional way, because a lot of times we don't have to go to conventional treatment. Mm -hmm. We can go to what you're talking about, the lifestyle, the, um, environmental toxins, the detoxing, opening detox pathways. And so I love everything that you're saying. And we have a, I have a huge success rate in the Hansen method. I work with my ladies for four months. Within four months, we're seeing an 80% reduction of symptoms across the board, not just with thyroid, but everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's huge uh, what we can do with nutrition. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's just not conventional medicines gig. <laughs> they right. just don't do it. Yeah. So. And you have an incredible success rate as well. I know with helping women get, you know, getting pregnant. So tell us a little bit about, um, where can people find you? How can they learn more about you, your program, working with you, all of that? Um, so I'm at, my website is, um, getpregnantplan.com. And on there, I do free consultations and there's a book now button on the website for that. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at The Mommy Maker. I love that. That's amazing. Is there any last thoughts or words of wisdom that you feel like these women or mommies need to hear? Yeah, so um, I would say don't give up hope. Um, there is always a solution. Um, we just have to find it. And really it, it involves looking more for a root cause rather than putting a bandaid on it, on a symptom. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And one of the things that I was just really blown away with you before we hit record was number one, the amount of testing that you do. So tell people really quickly working with you, what that testing looks like. Yeah. So I do, I always do an iodine deficiency test because that's like the number one thing I work on. Um, and we do two of those. So one, when you first begin and then one, um, three to four months later, because I want that level up before you get pregnant, because not only will it help you get pregnant, it'll help you stay pregnant and it will actually benefit your baby so that they'll be less likely to have um, like allergies, asthma, ADHD, autism, and they'll have a higher IQ. So like hugely important. Um, and then I do DNA testing so we can find out how all your pathways are functioning um, and what nutrient deficiencies you might have and um, sensitivities to things like gluten, lactose, that kind of thing. Um, I do hair tissue mineral analysis. Uh, a Dutch hormone test, um, and all the regular labs plus a full thyroid panel. Amazing. Um, yeah. So I look at everything. And so that's all included in my package, which is less than the cost of one round of IVF. Yes. And the, you guys, I, for the average listener, you guys are probably like, I've never heard of a hair trace mineral analysis. We do that in the Hansen method. I've never heard of a Dutch test. So you don't understand the importance of this, but let me tell you, these are top of the line testing that is being done for your body to really get a full picture beyond what lab work is saying. So lab work is telling us, giving us a snapshot. These hormone testing, the HTMA, we're getting months not months, mm -hmm. but like the HTMA, we're getting about three months. The Dutch test, we're getting a full understanding of how the pathways are working, how they're connecting. And the other thing that I was super impressed with you about is women come in, they work with you for six months. And if they don't get pregnant, they get to work with you for a year. Yeah. And that she hasn't had to use that yet. So that also speaks to <laughs> the the um, quality and the level of care and support that you guys are going to get. So definitely every all of the links that we talked about will be in the show notes. Go check them out. Um, you guys, there is hope for you. There's hope for your body. And even if you aren't trying to get pregnant, um, there is still hope for you to bring your body back into balance, restore thyroid hormones, hormones in general, um, through the things that we talked about today. Yeah. So, oh, and I also do a Nutra valve test. I knew I forgot one. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah. So that one is a, it's like a nutrition test. So it tests a lot of nutrients It tests, um, some toxins, organic acids, and, and a whole bunch of different things, um, that you put it all together and we can kind of tell what is going on and wh which pathways are working and which ones are going down the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And okay. So while you were talking, I just had this other thought of listeners being like, well, why do you need so many tests? <laughs> right? Like that sounds like crazy because, but what we're doing is, and maybe you can explain this better. Um, we have to understand all of the things happening with hormones. We have to understand all of the things with how your body is breaking down nutrients. We need to see how things are being converted and absorbed and moved around in the body. And so 
we need to have this wide spectrum so that we can really come up with an action plan that is going to work. And I think why both of us are so successful in reducing symptoms and helping people get pregnant um, because we, we take the time to really look at all of these other areas. And I don't know about you, but to read these tests is going to take hours, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a long time. Yeah. And for me too, I, um, I look at the whole thing, you know, and I'll start coming up with, oh, this is like this. I wonder, you know, and I'll Google stuff and, and do research, um, and, you know, look at actual studies, mm-hmm. um, for different connections. And I found like things will just pop up in my head and I, I find research to support it, um, which is really fun. Um, but yeah. And so what I say, you know, you can test or you can guess. And so it really just depends on how long you want to suffer. Um, so, you know, if you want to spend years, um, maybe even decades trying to get pregnant or healing your thyroid or whatever it is, you can do that guessing, um, and just try all the things. Um, but if you test, we can actually pinpoint what exactly it is that you need and then give it to you right away and you'll heal so much faster. Yeah. Yeah. I say test don't guess. <laughs> so we both say yeah. <laughs> kind of the same thing because nobody wants to struggle, right? No. Like, oh, we could talk about that all day long, you guys, but <laughs> there's a reason why we both do multiple tests. We look at the body and we do clinical correlation. We look at your intake form. We look at your symptoms. We look at your lab results. We, I, I go back sometimes and say, Hey, do you have this too? Or do you struggle with this? Oh, and they're like, Oh my gosh, yes. How did you know? You know, it's because we start to see who you are as a person through lab work. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) You know, and, and even some of the things with HTMA testing, we can, learn things about your personality. We can learn if you're anxious or if you are calm or different things like that too. So that helps with coaching, but, oh, this was such a good talk. Yes. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you guys so much for joining. Hopefully you gained a ton of value today. Um, Go check out all the links, connect with Annette and I will see you guys on the next. Before you go, I wanted to share with you that we are switching things up for the new year. Open enrollment for the Hansen Method for a Thriving Thyroid will begin in early January 2022. Oh my gosh, that feels so weird to say. But our official launch date and program will start Monday, January 17th, and we have a total of 20 spots open for this session. So let me tell you a little bit about the Hansen Method if you aren't already familiar with it. The Hansen Method is now a six-month-long program that includes functional testing, two to three personalized protocols during that time period to help you optimize your thyroid hormones. You're probably saying, why two to three? (laughs) Because guess what? The progress of our thyroid hormones it takes time. So we build out this system, this plan for you based off the test results that come back. So everything is going to be customized to you, dietary lifestyle, supplementation, all of that. Now, on average, we see a 30% reduction in symptoms within 30 days. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but 
by the end of the four of four months, we're seeing an average reduction of 70% in your thyroid symptoms. <laughs> if that's not good enough for you, though, we are now offering a guarantee. So if you don't see that 70% reduction in your symptoms within six months of working with us in our program, we will work with you until you hit that 70% or for an entire year with no additional charges or fees to you. It is all covered in the original cost. So in order to qualify for this guarantee though, you have to put in a little bit of work. So you must be participating in journaling for the first couple months. Um, and if we ask you to go back to it, you know, go back to it. And we also want to see you showing up to the coaching calls. I get you may not be able to attend every single group coaching call. That's totally fine. As long as you're showing up to your one-on-ones and you're having good regular communication with us, reaching out to us when we reach out to you and say, hey, we haven't heard from you. We're going to keep working with you because we are so confident in the system and we will follow you all the way through the entire process. If you are interested in applying for this opportunity, please, please, please click the thyroid breakthrough link in the show notes and apply today to speak to one of our thyroid advisors. We don't charge for these appointments, so you literally have nothing to lose and our thyroid advisors will be super helpful (laughs) to you, helping you better understand if this is going to be a good fit for you or if you would be better suited to work with someone else. All right, you guys, I hope each one of you books a breakthrough call because we would love to speak with you. Wait before you go. Please subscribe. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your reviews. Pretty please.